Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of D&D RPG. Roll initiative. The adventure continues as the party's ship sails clear of the Blazing Isles, leaving the pursuit of Blackrift behind as they sail toward the legendary isle, Giant Spur. This adventure takes the characters on a daring ascent up that immense and mysterious monolith, its highest reaches obscured by distant clouds. Pilgrims soaked in brine regularly flock to the remote wonder, making the treacherous climb to pay homage to those they have lost. Relics from bygone eras stand alongside more recent additions, their greatest secrets lost in the midst of history. Who would build such a structure, and what purpose did it serve? As time marches forward, the spire persists, its old denizens perish, new residents move in, and each adds to the Spurs' story before they, too, are consumed by history. Depending on the teller, the legends of the spire varies wildly. Giant Spur holds secrets and treasures, but the risks always walk in hand in hand with the rewards. going through the uh, monster manual and I put together a one, two, three, four, almost five page list of various items strictly out of stuff I found in the monster manual. So like unique monster weapons, various poisons, different items. So I was looking ahead into some of the later books and realized that at least one, if not two, of the books that we end up playing through, you guys are going to have a heyday with. And one of them, I'm almost fairly certain I already know what the item is that you pick to have added to your ship just because of what it is and the fact that you're all spellcasters. <laughs> cannons. Arcane cannons. No, it's not cannon. I can honestly tell you it's not going to be a cannon. That's what he says now. Just wait for the uh, artificer to uh, make one. Oh, yeah. Oh, are you talking your little spiderling? Oh, no, no. I I can just. I'm a tinkerer by nature. I can just make a cannon. (laughs) I got my wood tools, I got my arcane sciences. Behold, an arcane blunderbuster. Behold! I, I know at some point you're able to do, like, uh, some sort of gun or something. Yep, it's a gun. But I mean, is it like a full-size cannon cannon, or is it just a gun? It's a small, like, it, it's a... Uh... It really, I guess it's hard to say because. Um, okay, now I see the blue on the map. Yeah, it's annoying. Hey, you got all the. Nope, that's a different green one. Oh. Crush a man's dreams. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 afterwards, I just like, no, no, you know, I, I just, I'll never use it again unless I have to do a graveyard again. <sighs> okay. Sure. You're on your second day to get to the, uh, to get to Tidewatch where you've heard about the, uh, pilgrims getting ready for a ritual and some of them are ascending at any given time. Am I able to mend my armor? Um, if it's a single thing, like a single bit of damage to it, mend would work, but if it gets damaged to the point where it's by the way it's written in here, broken and destroyed. Well, right now it's just it's just the one, it had the one touch. Right. So in theory I should just be able to... Yeah. So I fixed mine and I actually I just take her club and then I hand her another battle axe. So she's got two battle axes. No, I take I take, I take I take I take the one that's all like beat to heck because it it's, it had like a negative like two or three on it because she had been throwing it at the oozes. Right. So I thought you hit it with your warhammer. No, no, she was she was throwing the axe at it. Okay. So I take that that piece of metal basically because uh-huh. that's all it's worth, and uh, <laughs> reach into my bag and I pull out another one. And I go, this one's better. Mm. Well, all right. Thank you, dearie. And I take the other one from you. Um, you did get a plus one spear. Okay. Let me find my first one. Oh, wait. That's right. I lost all right, you should be using that then instead. Okay. Anybody got a pencil you can throw with me? Yeah, right here. Thank you, It doesn't have much of an eraser left on it, but... Well, I'll survive. Okay. And who got it? You, uh, Zabak did. Because the back was the one who found it. And what is it? A, a spear of what? Just a a, it's just a plus one spear. <sighs> so for right now. I don't, I don't have the stats for it. Thank you for a second. Okay, thank you. Spear. So it's a D6 one handed, D8 two handed. And it has a throne capability of 2060. And because it's a plus one, doesn't that mean she gets a plus one to the attack and a plus one to the damage? Mm-hmm. And what is the damage? So it'd be, it'd be, because you're going to end up using two hands with it almost all the time. Well, it's going to be D, a D8 plus your strength modifier plus one. So okay. if your strength modifier is a four, then you're adding five to it. And because the weapon is magical, the attacks are considered magical. So that's something important to keep in to remember. Alright, so you guys have not met him yet. Not sure why I grabbed him out. I don't want to meet him. Hmm? So I don't want to meet him. Screw that guy. Mercer is probably the one person who does want to meet him. Bolo. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those moments where it's like I know a stat card and I know his stats were crap. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Outside the game. 
Well, his stats were crap because he kept using the NPC as part of the combat. I know, I know. Only because it was just you playing. When that's in that's fact, meta. Oh, I'm talking that's, about the that's past what I'm game. Saying. I'm talking about the past game. I shake my fist. <laughs> okay, so you guys are following this path right here, and based off what you've gathered from when you were down by at the beachfront meeting with pilgrims and stuff, you know you're on the right path to head up. This area of path once used to be a path leading somewhere else, but it's full of forest, and you guys see that up ahead. Um, as you get to right here where you're at, give me perception checks. Everybody get. Mercer got a 19. Uh, and Celine? 14. Okay. Astra got a 9. Zabak got an 8. Okay, so Mercer is the only one who notices it. You see something from back here, up here, moving in the uh, rocks. So the green here is all forest. This is all rocks that have fallen down from ledges. So I'm going to ask a dumb question. Is this the same encounter we just finished at the end of the last game? With the little guys? Little guys? Yeah, the little, like, claw guy. Or little... Because there was one that I snuck up on and I we proceeded to basically just bombard him from afar. <laughs> you guys fought a gray ooze and you fought... One of those. A brick, yeah. So, I'm just saying, is this, this isn't like you didn't step back and we're redoing No, I re-rolled. Okay, okay, day. okay. Just making sure. Um, do, do I see it from where I'm at? Like I You can, see something moving, but because of how far away it is, you can't tell what it is. I fireballed it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> how far away are you? I got 120 feet, so it don't matter. That's more than that map. Why do you instantly aggro on everything? It must go boom! Dear God. That was something one of our listeners asked, is why you stopped doing the voice for Mercer. I kick you in your shins. <laughs> yeah, you, you start it and you can never stop it. You realize that, right? What? Doing voices for your character. Oh, it's because I'm tired. And I don't just, care. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have the gusto. Now the question is, do I have, do I have it by surprise? No, because it was purposely. Yeah, no, you don't catch it by surprise. Look okay. at that giant ass jug of Gatorade he brought. What is that, a gallon and a half? Just One a gallon. gallon. Oh my god. He'll be peeing every five minutes. Not all right. He's going to wear his pants. <laughs> 17. That's a hit. We are not sponsored by Gatorade. Two points of fire damage. <laughs> Breath. I see it from 85 feet away. I'm gonna oh, fire bolt oh, it. And then I reach into my bag and I pull out my stick of dynamite. No! You stick put that away! Where did you get a stick of dynamite? 
Well, it's actually a bomb. I oh. had some. I had some sticks of dynamite until someone decided to ruin my bag. I went with the way the dice rolled on that. You're gonna get us thrown in jail. There's no jail around here. Yeah, okay. man, don't be such a, a buzzkill. Sure, Mercer knows what he's doing. Then Mercer then proceeds to kick Zebek in the shin. Hey, man. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? You little monster. I could sit on you and kill you. You realize that, right? It might not end up well for you. Oh. All right. So <laughs> As he's holding the bomb in his hand. Well, that's fair. So <laughs> you said you hit it for two points of fire? Yeah. Downside to crappy magic. Oh, I don't suppose Kent has shown you the, the uh, artwork I'm working on. Eh? No. Okay. All right. So. Boom. All right. You guys are officially in initiative as this little critter comes jumping out of the rocks, and you see another Grick. Mercer goes on a five, and Celine on a seventeen. What did Zebek and... Uh... Oh, for what? For perception? No. Oh. Initiative. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, nice. Esther got... Uh, 22. Zebek got a 13. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah? Just the bomb in his hand is great. Too. What, did, what did Esther get? Uh, 22. Yeah, 22. That's good. So I'm not I'm not as good as I used to be, so I kinda I traced some reference picture. Hey, well the good news it. is this is probably gonna be a one round fight. Oh marvelous. You all go before it. Sweet bananas. Goes Esther, Celine, Zabak, tagging up the rear, as always, Mercer, uh -huh. and then the monster. He starts it but he can't finish it. Great. Alright. <laughs> Magic missile! Regular magic missile. So I need three D four. Yep. Yep. That's in there. And you commence with two wild magic searches. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did it. Eh, yeah, no, sure. Um, so you guys had five days left on your crystals Sweet. when you left the shore to head up to Tidewatch. It's been two days, so after days this left. day, you have three days left. So that's going to be 11 points of damage as three big missiles slam into whatever it is we're attacking without provocation. Is it 11? Yes. Oh, you see it now. It's, it's the same nasty little beaky oh, snake creatures. Right, right, right. It's right, a right, snake right. with a beak, and then it has four little tentacles coming around. That's just unsettling. Yeah, okay. All right, and then you set off two wild magic surges. Uh, you turn me so, into a plant. Mm. Esther's goes off first. Well, uh, yeah, it, it could go either way, really. We'll either be house plants or dead, and you know. These surges have not been as kind as the last game. Esther casts mirror image. And you create three illusions what? of yourself. Bruh. That's cool. I've got them marked with these D6s as one, two, and three. Okay. And you decide how they move. 
Well, wait. I think they move the same as you do. It's just nobody can tell which one's you and which one is the illusions. Yeah. So if you cast a spell, it looks like four of you are casting the same spell. <sighs> and then Mercer's crystal goes off. So, Selene, Esther, and Zabak all take one point of necrotic damage, Ow. and Mercer is healed again. Healed for three points. He said one point? One point. Okay, well that's not too bad. That's... I rolled an 85, which caused the mirror image to go off, and then I rolled an 84, which caused the necrotic damage to happen. Why have you it was done this? sheer luck that I only rolled a one. And that's the end of Esther's turn. So, Selene's turn. Selene is going to um, cast Firebolt on it as well. And not critically fumble um, with a uh, 16 to hit. I believe. So she rolled a 1 and then rolled a 16? Okay, no. She just misses. <coughs> that was a cantrip spell. Yep. Uh, da, da, da. Zabak's turn. Alright. <coughs> How far away is this thing? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, so if you dashed, you would get right up on it. Yeah, but then I'm not going to be able to do anything and it's going to be able to hit me. So... Uh, Zabak will hold her action until either the end of the round or it approaches and is close enough for her to walk up and hit it. Okay. So. Which, which action are you holding? Move or attack action? Yes. Attack. Okay. I can't move. I won't be able to move. Well, you, when you hold an action, you're holding an uh, action. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. If it's yeah. just on your turn, you can move, attack, can I, bonus, or Can I move up and then hold my attack action? I don't see why not. Okay. Yeah. So she's going to move up. So um, you're going to just move up 30 feet then? Uh, yeah, 30 feet. Uh, and kind of, you know, make sure she's... And I assume Mercer's going to let her move through this. Okay. So she five, just steps ten, over. What do you mean? 25, 30. Move, you little shit. What's interesting is you are literally in perfect line of sight with yeah. this thing. Yeah, that's that's the goal. Which does mean that Mercer's going to have to move to have line of sight again because she's actually blocking the view from the angle I'm looking well, at. Well, you know, he could just kind of crouch, not even crouch, but just like bend over. And no, because what he's doing, what he's about ready to do, he's going to have to move. You little shit. Okay. <laughs> hey, you're the one walking in the bomb's line of sight. <laughs> Not my fault. Okay, move her to either the left or right by like one, because she doesn't want to impede explosives. So if I'm here. Yeah, yeah, like they, that. there you go. Yeah, we're gonna. Okay. Yeah. I see danger, and. She I, knows I have the bomb. I, I yeah. know, I know. That's why. I, so that was the back turn. Yeah. And now we get to Mercer's turn. Zabak is holding her action. He lights it, drops it, catapults it. What are you doing? It needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah. God. Wow. It's not. What's the it damage on no, that bomb? 3 6 no, It has no dex. What do you mean? Well, if it's lit. Oh, 
out of game real quick. I read back on Catapult. <sighs> I realized what... Because the last time when you first brought up Catapult and the little vials of acid, mm-hmm. I remembered something about reading that spell, but I got confused, so I made a DM call that I need to change. Mm-hmm. The way it's worded is, regardless of what you cast Catapult on, mm-hmm. both the object you cast it on and any object it impacts with before it hits that 90 feet, both take 3d8 bludgeoning damage. Damn. So if it can't handle that damage, it's destroyed. Yeah. That being said, we're going to allow the damage from, say, like your flask of acid, or in this case, the bomb, yeah. still take full effect. Yeah, exactly. If it fails the saving throw or half damage if it doesn't. Yeah. So I misunderstood that. That was my mistake. Because well, I remember reading something. I just couldn't remember exactly what it was. All right. All right, so he's going to catapult a bomb. Which I did. What's, what's the saving throw? Uh, currently, it is a 19. On what? what? Dex. Uh, a dexterity saving throw? He yeah. ain't gonna be able to make that. Well, he got a 17, so what? he was close. Oh. Well, he didn't make it still, so. Yeah, he did. <laughs> How much damage did it take there, James? I think it's dead. <laughs> 20, 32 points. Uh, yeah, it did. You guys now see a uh, nice... Crater? No, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> you just see this, like it hits the grick, and as it impacts, the bomb goes... So you see little bits and pieces of grick over a good 20-foot radius space just splattered everywhere. How Mercer, far, how far away was the back from the grick? Far enough away. Okay, good. That thing only explodes within a 20-foot radius of its con- point good, of contact. Good, good, good deal. Mercer, uh, like, after this happens, Mercer slow walks, just cackling. Hang on a second. Hey, where are my keys? Did you... Um, you yeah, got, I've, got, I've got them. I just don't okay, know where cool, they're at cool. at the moment. I gotta go out so, to the car. I'll be right back. Mercer's crystal goes off. Maximize the damage of the next damaging spell you cast within the next minute. <laughs> I don't see you casting a spell, though, in the next minute. Here's the bag. <laughs> and Esther's crystal's going to go off. Ooh. Ooh, Esther's going to enjoy this. Next minute, any flammable object you touch that isn't being worn or carried by another creature bursts into flames. Why do I gotta do like that? Because you've got the crystal. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I know. And you guys working close to the crystal. I thought Mercer had his crystal in his backpack, man. No, he's been wielding it and using it as his arcane focus. Bruh, you suck. You've been using yours too. Well, okay, yeah. Heck, your miniature's holding. A stick in her hand. Right now, that's the crystal. Well, yeah, but like, come on. <laughs> I may end up using this miniature for a different game, too. Cool. Alright. So, yeah. Big grit go Boom. And like I said, Mercer just kind of slow walks cackling. <laughs> <laughs> now, is there anything else you guys plan on do? For the immediate time, other than just continue to travel. Not that I can think of. Just continue right now. Alright. So it's starting to get late. Like, late, late. 
camp. <laughs> How are you guys looking on trail rations or food? You're gonna make us keep track of that? Well, yeah. Bruh, I don't know. I hadn't asked in a while anyway, so. Uh, I believe I have like four or five. Did you hang on to all of the the meat from the elk? Oh yeah, we still have elk meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said you kept it in your bag, and that's like a vacuumed yeah. alternate mm-hmm. plane. So you guys still have quite a bit of food, don't you? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess we're good then. All right. Anything specific anybody's doing? No. Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys camp for the night. Um, right after Mercer falls asleep, Magnus leaves your body to mm-hmm. keep watch. And then right at daybreak, while you're still asleep, he back into you. And after he's back into you, because you're unconscious, um, that's when you wake up. Yep. Where did my little eraser pad go? There it is. And you guys are on to your third final day before getting to... Tidewatch. Nice. Now I'm going to just reuse the same map setup. Oh, okay. yeah. That way I don't have to redraw all this stuff out again. I'm fine with that. Um, by this point, the mirror image has gone away. Yeah. The flammable has gone away. Your ability to cast a spell at max damage yeah. has gone away. Yeah, we, we had a little bit of fun with the whole mirror image thing, messing with Mercer. Um, you guys are on two days left on your crystals before they completely dissipate. <sighs> Is there any... So are they like shrinking? Well, okay, Or do so... we just feel their potency waning? No, they're physically not uh, permanent. So imagine like picking up a clump of sand and as you handle it, bits of sand start to brush off of it. Okay, but like are there any visible signs that the crystal do we know that they're gonna fade yeah okay one of the things i told you was right after you guys had pulled them out of the crevices in the in the rock when you were handling it mm-hmm. you felt little bits of powder and dust coming off of oh it. so they're kind of like selenite kind of yeah okay that's that, that makes sense similar to but they're crystallized yeah pure well, so arcane <laughs> okay. It's D and D. They're crystallized yeah, pure arcane energy. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, 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 yep, I got it. All right. So you guys get to the third and final day before you're on your way to Tide Watch. Yes. Where are you? There it is. here 
And if you guys don't like the order I'm putting in, please feel free to move yourselves. I'm just assuming that Zabak and Mercer are kind of at the front, and Esther and Selene are in the back. Nope, you're fine. So you guys get to about right here, and you notice... this very weird large thing of barnacles all across the ground. Well, I don't like that. You do still see rocks and stuff that had fallen down from above ledges and stuff as you're making your way up to Tidewatch. Oh, there it is. So I'm I check to see if they're flammable. Firebolt. Of course. Firebolt the barnacles. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, they're living creatures, you know. You, you do see where they get burnt, but the uh. barnacles themselves don't break down or anything. Esther looks at you now, dude. What the heck? Why? Why you gotta burn barnacles, man? They're like, why? You wanna walk through those? I mean, I'm barefoot, so like, no. But fireball. Uh, do you have another bomb? No. Ah, my guy. I would have had you know my bag that got You're... blown apart. Okay, I appreciate. You know, you, you got a little bit of baggage about your bag. I didn't mean for that to be like a pun or anything. Fireable. Okay, man. <laughs> Here's all I got. Fireable. Alright, she's gonna throw... I guess magic missile is what she's gonna throw. I do. I proceed, I proceed to try to burn the barnacles. more you keep trying to hit them with firebolt, the more you see that you're hurting the, you're just kind of burning at the ground around it, but they're more or less turning black and hardening. That's fine. Dude, they're I, still solid. I don't, I don't but then think... I can walk on them with less. It's still treated as difficult. Yeah, right? I don't, I don't think that's like a good idea, man. Alright, Esther's gonna throw three magic missiles like in a line. Let's try this. Mm -hmm. 
So, where do you hit your magic missiles at? I'm gonna hit them in a line, like starting at the edge of where the barnacles start, and then one, two, three in a line. Alright. And. So you hit. Yeah, two damage, two damage, and three damage. Okay. So, you cast magic missile. Pew, pew, pew. Um, you do what? see. Wait, how many missiles do I have at level three? If, I, if you're it, still casting it at its level, one. at a level one, it's still three, it's still three okay. missiles. Um, it's when you use a spell slot at level two or higher. Right, right, right. So you do end up clearing three spots right here. Nice. Simultaneously. Oh no, I have angered the Barnacle Guardian. We're not one, two... You murdered my family! Right after you do that, you see three weird-looking vine creatures with heads pop up out of the ground amongst the barnacles. Oh, I don't like that. And Mercer and Celine recognize them. Zabak and Esther don't, because you guys, Zabak and Esther, were not in the Temple of the Arched Sky. But you guys recognize these as more violent fungus as when you were in that oh, room yeah. where you found the jaded necklaces and the little yeah. vase that Thorn's body ended up getting put yeah, into. Yeah, poor, poor Thorn. So you guys are in initiative. Alright, let's do this. Oh! That's pretty good. Good job, Esther. What did Esther get? She rolled a 20, which totals to 23. Zabak? Zabak did not do quite as well. What did she get? She rolled a 12, which totals out at 15. What did Marcia get? 16. And Celine? 15. All right. So you guys are all going before these three critters are going. So I'm gonna go Esther, Mercer, Celine, and then Zabak. And then heading up the end, these guys. So, Esther, what are you. Oh, wait, no. You cast magic missile. You set off two wild magic swords. Right. Okay. Come at me, bro. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Esther grows a long beard made of feathers that remain as she sneezes. At which point the feathers explode out from your face. So now I look ridiculous. <laughs> well, Esther doesn't have allergies. She no, only but, drinks Soylent Green. No, so but what I am going to say sick. is, 
is at the start of your next turn, mm-hmm. the feathers tickle your nose enough that you... <laughs> no, she's never going to sneeze now. Why? Because feathers are fabulous, man. So e- Esther wants to try and keep... <laughs> she wants to keep her feather beard. Well, if they explode off of her face at a sneeze, they're slowly going to fall out. Oh, well, that's another. just disappointing. Oh, don't worry. Celine's going to completely waste her turn. That was going to be Celine's turn? Yep. Mercer's crystal also goes off because you guys are within close combat. Okay, fine. Esther gasps in surprise and is going to sneeze on her next turn. Mercer is surrounded by faint ethereal music for the next minute. Well, I don't like that. He's just kind of like dancing to it. He really does dance to the beat of his own drummer now, doesn't he? Oh. He shakes his head. <laughs> okay. You're an insane little man. So, now that we got that out of the way, initiative has started. Esther right. is up first. <coughs> and feathers go everywhere. We'll let that be a free action for you. Thanks. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I don't know what the heck that was. Anyway. Those feathers explode everywhere all over the ground. <laughs> I'm gonna use a cantrip. I'm gonna use, uh, you know, I'm gonna use Mind Sliver. Mind um, Slicer? Uh, <laughs> eat shit and die. <laughs> that was Google! That was not me! Google's like, Sliver's not a word. Slicer is. It's like, sure. Bruh. Sure. Bruh. It was Google, I swear. Sure. I swear. Okay. Uh, a disorienting spike of psychic energy drives into the mind of number three. Okay, what kind of a roll does he need to make? He... <laughs> he needs to make, um, an, an intelligence saving throw. Intelligence? <laughs> yeah, because that's going to work yeah, out. Yeah, that's, that's why you think I'm using oh, mind Lord. sliver. Oh, roll. Lord. What'd you roll? If you, I swear to God, if you roll a 20, I'm gonna shit. I rolled a 19, but because they have a negative 5, ah! I a 14. <laughs> so, what's the DC on that? That's like 17, man. He ain't gonna make that. Okay, so, no, he doesn't make it. Yeah, no, and, uh, mm, uh, let's see. And he's gonna take a D6 of the psychic damage. Oh, he takes the fire. Okay. Almost max damage. That was almost wonderful. Instead, it was just good. Alright. Anything else, or is that Esther's turn? Um, she's gonna move up ten, five feet, just to be a little bit closer. Right there. Yeah. Alright, so Mercer's turn. Uh, Mercer's going to firebolt the one that uh, she just hit. With a 22. Uh, yeah. For 9 points of fire damage. Fuck him up, man. Yeah, he ain't looking too good. Uh, 
And then he's gonna kind of like move diagonally back ten feet. Diagonally back. Yep. Perfect. All right. Then Celine's turn. She's gonna fire bolt the one that everyone's been picking on. Yeah, mess him up. With a twenty-two to hit. That's a hit, dude. Really or don't... ten points of fire damage. <laughs> That guy gets burnt to a crisp. And then she does the same thing. That's for Hoothorn. Not that they were the ones that killed him, but they tried to. Well, their little species tried to kill him. That's their action. Alright. And then it's Zabak's turn. Zabak! She's gonna... Now Zabak does have a clear path Mm -hmm. up to this point. Which would allow you to interact and fight this one. Okay, yeah, she's gonna move up there. How oh how far is that though? 10, 15, 20, 25. Well, oh, she can't 20. You can get the right. Okay, here. uh just move her up. Um, let's see, range on my crossbow. Okay, yeah, we're just gonna do that. Crossbow. My heavy crossbow. I don't have the stats for, but oh. I got a natural 20, so roll again to confirm a crit? No, it's just no, it's just double whatever you roll the Man. damage. Oh, um, uh, what do I roll? D- eight? I think it's a D8. That sounds right. I'm or a D6, go. one of the two. I Hold feel on. like it's a D8. Tell you here in a second. Because I've used a crossbow before. Well, it's a heavy crossbow, right? Yeah, it's a heavy crossbow. Why don't you write that stuff down? D10. Oh, fuck yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. See, I thought you had all that written down already. Sure did not. All right. So. D10. Yep. I've got it. I've got. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I told you I got it. Oh, D10 plus what? Your dex amount. Well, so you mul- you you'll multiply that by two, so 16 uh-huh. plus your dex modifier. Dex it was just a straight, 16. straight That's 19 points of damage. It's 19 uh-huh. on number two. Uh-huh. You kill it. Bam! Headshot. The lid for this bottle is right by your foot on the floor. Good to know. Can you please grab it? Oh, is that what you wanted? <laughs> yes. Yep. Think fast. Oh, nice. You actually did. Not I that. tend to think fast in general. Anyway, yeah, you so you, you take aim with your crossbow, and like a sniper, you wait I for that like. perfect moment, and, and just down. Square in the head and down. Which leaves you guys with one more. Like Kate in NCIS. Yep. Too um, soon? <laughs> anyway. So that thing's going to ready its action in case any of you try to approach it. Yeah, like we're going to approach it. Right, yeah. We'll be here all afternoon. <laughs> oh, it's finally dead. Okay, moving on. Cool. <laughs> so anyway. Back to the top of the line. Esther. Esther. The wonder dragonborn with a snake face. Okay. Uh... <coughs> How many first levels 
spells do I have for him? Two? Three. I told you all the stuff when you leveled up. You I said, know. Did I you not write it down? I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. Well, how are you playing your character then if you don't have any of this written down? You know, I just kind of go along with it. Okay, she's just going to use Mind Sliver. That's a, tra <laughs> that's a cantrip. So we're just, just going to use Mind Sliver. It's fine, man. Alright, so what are you casting? Uh, I've used one magic Yeah, mind sliver again. Because I, I don't want to burn through all my spells. So, yeah, mind sliver. Make an intelligence saving throw. Yeah, he got a zero. Okay, well, screw that guy then. He's going to take. Okay, that's 46. I want to use. Maroon D6. Oh man, fuck you. Okay, he's gonna take two points of damage. Choice of cantrips. Yeah, you know. They, they naturally get stronger as you level up, but they're pre written as to how strong they are at any given time. Yeah, whereas yeah, every yeah, other yeah, spell yeah. is, depending on what slot you cast it out of, depends yeah. on how strong it and is. It, and I'm not, and <coughs> I can't even increase the damage on that until I hit fifth level, so. Is it at fifth? I thought it was at Yeah, that's, that's what the uh, book said. So mm -hmm. that's what I put in my notes here. Um, let's see. And it. Oh, yeah. And he has. He had to just subtract a d4 from the next saving throw. Or no. That one died. So the next saving throw it makes before the end of my next turn mm -hmm. minus a d4. So if it's against a mind slipper again, it's at a minus nine. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> he already had... He, he couldn't even make it with a nat 20, so I'm things, not worried about it, man. These things have, like, crap for attributes. Yeah, they've got, like, a two intelligence because they're freaking plants. Oh, I misread that. Okay, so I'm using the stats for a violet fungus. But these things are actually sea spur barnacles. Well, oh, okay. So they're like bigger, nastier barnacles. Oh, uh, barnacles are gross anyway, so... Which is the reason why I was just firebolting them until they burned to death. Right? Yeah, but you guys didn't know that those three were... No. Yeah, I think you need to use something with a little more oomph behind it. Like, a little more explosive oomph. I don't have any more explosive oomph right now. I can't read Well, it's it. Mercer's turn, so what's Mercer doing? The, uh... Mercer? Firebolts the plant with a 18. That's a hit. For one point of damage. <laughs> All roll uh, minimum damage. Those are picking these things off. Yeah, I mean, you know. Alright. Is Mercer doing anything else? Nope. Salim's turn. Come on, Celine, mess him up. With the 26, it's a hit. <laughs> you said fireball? Okay. For six points of damage. Frick yeah, man. Yeah, no, she she somehow magically whips out a fireball. All I heard was... <laughs> <sighs> I mean, realistically, we're Sorry. just going to nickel and dime this thing down. Yeah. I mean... You know these things don't have any ranged attack, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, Why do you after, think after this, we, we kind of realize that. So we're just going to sit there and just... 
It takes as long as it takes, man. I can I can use mine. <laughs> I mean, we can keep going round by round, day. but it's, we're just gonna burn it out. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep using mine, sliver. I ain't gonna burn through a good, you know, first level spell or anything on this. Mm. Oh, for our listeners, happy Halloween! Anyway. Hey, Halloween! <laughs> All right, so that was Celine's turn. Um, or was that Mercer's turn? That was Mercer's turn. Mercer. No, no, sorry. That, that was Celine. Oh, that yeah, yeah. Celine. Sorry. So it is Zabak's turn. Zabak! She's gonna come in again with the heavy crossbow. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Magnifique! Another nat 20. It's dead. Fucking get wrecked, man. Roll the hit. Okay. That, yeah, it's dead. Uh, 14 plus... Three. That's gonna be a seventeen from me. Yeah, another one of those. Line it up. Move for that perfect moment. And take a deep, take a breath, so it doesn't. Now, when that last one goes down, you see all the other barnacles kind of close up and sink down into the ground as well. And what you didn't see before, because of all the barnacles being there, was a little uh, pouch. About three inches by three inches. Dibs. Just sitting on the ground. Esther calls dibs. Esther calls dibs. But it's just a little pouch. She trots up to it. Do 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 do. Picks it up. Yeah. What's in the pouch, man? Reveal to me your secrets. (laughs) I swear. This is a trap. You're man, fuck. Look at you. Get that shit eating grin off your face. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Did I say Esther? I meant Zabak. <laughs> I can't. The joys of being the DM. That... You have no idea what's what or what I'm going to do or what I'm going to say. I meant to say Zabak goes and gets it because she's got a little bit of a greedy streak in her sometimes. Well, it makes perfect sense that Zabak would be the one to pick it up. Inside are ten more bolts. Fuck yeah, man. Except these bolts have this weird glowing spiral carving running from the tip down to the the fletching. Oh. That's what those feathered pieces on the back are called, right? Yeah. So right so right in the middle there's this weird glowing green line that's carved into it and spiraled down. Okay, well that's cool. Uh, does she, can, does she have any inkling of what these are? Nope. Cool. Hey, look at this. I found some shiny crossbow bolts. Nothing. Okay. Um, Anybody? Oh, okay. Anybody? Anything? Uh, can Esther... Oh, detect magic. Sweet. So you pick up on... <clears throat> It's not any particular school of magic, but you can tell that it's enchanted to do poison damage. Ooh. Poisoned crossbow bolts. Yeah, How many? So here's the kicker. You put the you load it up into the crossbow, uh-huh. you shoot and fire. Uh-huh. Hit or miss, the bolt is destroyed. <sighs> but on a successful hit, it does an additional D6 poison damage. And how many are there? There's ten of them. Ten. And it is considered magical. Bolts. Bolts. There's ten. 
And that's only on a hit, right? Yes. Right after you guys get done with that, um, you guys look a little bit further down the road and you see little flickers of light and you can tell you guys are about uh, an hour's walk away from reaching the temple at Tidewatch. So let me get that drawn up real quick. Unless anybody's wanting to do anything. No, I ain't got anything I want to do. What time of day are we getting into? It's it's getting into evening. Okay. We should probably set up camp then. Well, you're only an hour away from the temple. Mm-hmm. For those of you wondering, our DM is wearing a very fancy steampunk um not a fedora but top hat just a short top hat it's just a short brown fuzzy top hat Dunk. with uh, oh. steampunk goggles on them nice uh in the oh they look like mercer's goggles mm-hmm. kind of except the, the the one thing i don't like about this is i kind of wish the goggles were detachable but they're actually Oh, they're no. an actual costume set of goggles, but they're glued to oh, the hat. Well, you know, I got a hair dryer. Yeah, I'd, I'd prefer it just stay on there. Oh, well. If I really okay. need a set of goggles, I can always. Okay, you know. well, you can't wear the hat and another set of goggles because then you'll just look silly. No. But if I ever get to that point, then find another hat, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, you look very dapper. I try. Oh, yes. There was actually a black one as well. Oh, well, that would have been cool. Well, eh, black goes with everything. When I saw the black one, I immediately thought of a witch hunter, like from Solomon Kane. Oh. Cool. I'm not super familiar with Solomon Kane, but I'm I'm familiar with the backstory, but that's about it. What in the world? Okay, so this is a very basic. Doodling, old, doodling something. This is a very basic old temple. Ooh, temple. I love a good temple as long as there's no boulders. Just got, just got to take the golden idol first and run. I don't have anything of equal weight though to. Mercer. <laughs> you just set Mercer on there. Perfect. Well, see you, buddy. Here's a, here's a couple of bags of trail rations. Have fun. It works. Ooh, can I have some candy too? Sure. Sweet tits, man. Okay, I do like Swedish fish. I do like Swedish fish. 
There are Sour Patch Kids, Reese's, Peanut Butter Cups, Kit Kats, Reese's Pieces, Twizzlers, and Swedish Fish. Thank you. No problem. All right. Oh, hello. Flying Reese's. Hey. I thought you would appreciate some candy. I, I do. I do. Fat-free food. Sweet. All right. So, I tried a Swedish fish once because I used to think they were super gross looking because I'm like, ew, they're like salty, aren't they? No, they're actually kind of lovely. No, they're nasty. They're kind of lovely. They're nasty. I like the texture. Nope. And they're cute. They look like little fish. Oh, they put the little skeleton. Oh, because it's Halloween. He's stretched. And he's smooth. Well, maybe they're different than what I remember. Yeah. No. Circus peanuts, on the other hand. Are always terrible. Alright, so we're gonna use a bunch of the first and only batch of circus peanuts was made in 1909, and they just keep shelling them out because they collect them every year. Nobody buys them. That's right. They just kind of you know dust them off, reprint a new expiry date on the bag, and that was a Lewis Black joke on candy corn. No, I have a friend that likes. Oh god, they're disgusting. The taste and the texture. Terrible. More the texture. I gotta think about textures, man. Can't do it. Mm. I do like, I can't believe I'm, you know, out of my 20s. And I've discovered my love of Swedish fish. So you guys continue walking down the path. Mm -hmm. And as you're getting closer... The DM is setting up quite an interesting... You're seeing dozens of people. You're, you're starting to see areas where people had camped for the night. Um, you're seeing... Uh, a number of different pilgrims carrying crates, small little wagons. Mm. Well, this is going to be interesting, isn't it? Um, you see one group that looks like some sort of priest with four acolytes following him. Nice. Um, you see some people, they look extremely poor, but they still have something that they're bringing along with. <sighs> uh, the, the guy that the guy that looks like a priest with the four acolytes, as they're walking, you see him reading a very thick book and walking with the staff as if he's reading out loud and teaching lessons of the oarsmen to his followers as they're making their way up to Tide Watch. Oh, okay. I should have saved that one. What flavor is this supposed to be? Like, definitely not cherry. And as you guys get up to the door, um, it's very crowded. It's a lot of people talking. One sound in particular stands out, though it's not very loud. It sounds like a hammer hitting something made out of metal. Just bang, 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 bang. You guys proceed into the building. Mm-hmm. All right. I meander towards the hammering. You're not able to get that far. It's that crowded in here. You guys get into the door and right away you you run into half a dozen people trying to maneuver around and everything. And it's just people, oh, excuse me, sorry, excuse me, come, sorry, out of my way, sorry. 
And it, it's almost like people are just moving around. Even Mercer, being a shorter little guy, you'd think he could migrate through their, everybody's legs. Nope, they're just, there's crates moving around, there's carts moving around, there's people moving around. And one woman in particular, by now that the doors are open, you're hearing this really loud banging, like almost as loud as all the people, but still louder because you can hear it over everybody. Just bam, 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 bam. And this woman makes her way over. She's um, dressed in blue robes with gold highlights. Human woman with a hood on. Where's the booklet? There, there it is. Blue and black robes. She has dark curly hair that falls down to the small of her back. Um, she makes her way over to the door and she goes, Oh my goodness, more people. Hi, I, uh, I am very sorry. Hello. It's very, very crowded. We're, we're getting ready for a uh, sacrificial ritual. Not not anything living, but just it's it's an annual ritual where people make... Uh, uh, donations, probably not the best word, but they may, they give offerings to the oarsmen. Um, and she turns around, and just as she turns around, she stops, she's like, Will you stop it? Oh my. The banging stops, the crowd clears slightly, and you see a dwarf with all sorts of weird gears and cogs and stuff on some sort of apron, vest sort of thing, a big belt. You notice one big wrench stuck in the back, in a, a back pouch on his back, and he's got the hammer. It's up halfway. He turns, looks at her, puts a huge ear-to-ear -ear grin on his face, flips her the birdie, and goes right back to it. Bam! 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 <laughs> That's your trouble. I don't think he likes you. She goes, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I have to get back to Hold helping on. other people. As like, as soon as that, that path opens up, mm -hmm. Mercer's gone. <laughs> so Mercer's immediately poof, yeah. right over here. Okay. Just in. What you doing? And you see a dwarf standing there. Big red beard. Weird looking headpiece. He's got like an Albert Einstein flowing hair thing sort of going and a headband that's got one eyepiece that looks like multiple magnifying glasses. He looks over and goes, hang on a second, lad. That's a very strange color skin. Just give me one moment. And he goes right back to... I poke him. <laughs> You're just going to keep interacting with him. He goes, all right, you know what? You're going to help me. Hands you a wrench that's as big as you are. Mm-hmm. Says, set this right here. Hold that right there. And I don't proceed move. To, I proceed to hold it. Okay, give me a strength check. And feel free to add your proficiency into that. Mercer. That's going to be a 13. Okay. Um, it is enough for some unknown amount of time you are in the process of providing him aid as he works on some weird contraption that has two primary gears a series of what are kind of like bike chains and these weird wings that fly out that's going to be a let's see that would be that's uh with artificer's lore um 
did you, uh... That's gonna be a, uh, 21. You don't know exactly what it is, you've never seen it, but you know it's some sort of flying-related contraption. Oh, so you're making some, uh, mechanical flying contraption. Yes! How's it work? I I do my own tinkering. See, got my own tinkering tools. And my lighter. (laughs) We'll talk in a minute. Just hold the wrench. What are the other three doing? Celine? Celine just kind of puts her hand to her forehead and just like, uh, we're gonna be here all night. She's not gonna (laughs) shut up. What is uh, Zabak and Esther doing? They're just kind of looking around. Okay. So, like I said, it's very crowded and it's very hard to maneuver around in this area. That was loud. Um, So a good 20 minutes go by, and the woman you saw before sees Zabak, Celine, and Esther. and catches an eye of Mercer, who's now helping uh, the dwarven uh, guy work. And she just, she walks over to the three of you and says, I'm, I, I see your friends over there helping him, whatever. Um, can I steal you three away for just a moment and we can go over to one of the side rooms so we can talk? Absolutely. Yeah. So she brings the three of you. I'll actually say it's this room over into this room here. Closes the door about almost all the way until there's just a small little sliver of space between the door and the frame. So it's not completely shut. And she goes, okay, a lot of people here have the blatant, obvious look of pilgrims. The three of you don't look like pilgrims and nor does your little blue friend. Is there something you guys are here for? Yes, and uh, Celine's going to tell you all about it. <laughs> so... <sighs> or Mercer, you know, I don't know. So, ultimately, our small friend there um, was carrying a compass, and this compass has astral shards. The, the compass itself has pointed us to this direction, and thus why we are here. We are in the search of the shards as we collect them. Okay. I don't know it's the it's exact location as, again, my friend has the compass and uh, is a little preoccupied at the appointment. And honestly, we're not going to peel him away from that for a while. Well, as you see Mercer poke him again. <laughs> There's once or twice where Mercer almost has to pull his hand away because as he goes to poke him he thinks he's going to get smacked with the hammer <laughs> um, so she she looks at the three of you and she's like well okay I don't know anything about astral shards or anything but if your compass pointed you here this is probably just a point in which you're expected to pass through I assume um, every month on the full moon we have a ceremony where people bring offerings to the oarsmen do you know who the oarsman is? 
a vague understanding of who they are. Okay, he's a, a lesser deity of the sea. Yes. For, for simple explanation. Now that being said, we're supposed to start this ceremony here shortly. And that dwarf has been here for days making a menace of whatever it is he's doing, but he's disturbing everybody, he's bothersome, and he won't leave. This is a temple for the oarsmen, not a blacksmith forge. I need him out of here. If you guys are willing to get him out of here, I will contribute whatever sources I have available, whatever I can to try to help you find this this astral shard. Okay. Um, well, I guess we'll try to persuade him to leave. Alright. Okay, thank you. And then that's when you hear a Selka, are you in there? And she opens the door and she goes, yes, what can I do? He goes, we've got more people coming in. Uh, okay, I'll be there in a minute. Please see if you can talk to him. Try to convince him to leave or at least figure out why in the world he's here or something. I just, we've got the ceremony to get to and I'm, and she walks away before she finishes her sentence. And she's back out here in the crowd. What are you guys doing now? So, uh... I guess we gotta talk to Silka, don't we? Yeah. Yep. You just spoke to Silka. Or to Bolo, I mean. Okay. Let's go find Bolo. Alright. Um, did you, uh... Huh? Did you, uh... Have this? Yeah. Okay. So you guys make your way over here to him? Yes. Mm-hmm. So what you kind of a game or something on there? No, I'm installing a PDF reader on here, and it's not playing nicely. Ah. He's, he's playing with Linux. That's a good system to have. I've never had the opportunity to mess it, around with Linux. But Linux is a harder system to get installed in some computers, but it's a very good system to have because yeah. unlike... It's kind of like a nice not, there's, melding between Windows and... Mac, Most it? viruses are designed to affect Windows. Not many are designed yeah. to affect Linux, which yeah. is why it's such a great system. To yeah, have. and that used to be the case for Mac as well, but now Macs are so prevalent that it's like, right. hey. Okay, so you guys get over to where Mercer and this dwarf are. You guys haven't actually learned his name yet. But he's got a table set up. You're seeing... Um, Scrap metal, spare tools, hunks of unrefined ore, litter the area that this dwarf has claimed. Uh, His constant clamoring and hammering has caused so much distress to everyone, and they hope that the dwarf will eventually understand he's not welcome and leave, but so far has not taken the hint. (laughs) So, Zabak picks up on the fact that this dude needs to leave, right? That's that's the uh, anticip. That's what's asked of him. Um, but like yeah, I said, maybe. that's what Selka has told you. All right. So Zabak's like, "Hey, buddy, it's time to leave." All right. He stops real quick and goes, "I'm sorry, my young little uh, gnomish friend, but I need to see to some other people apparently." And that's when he turns around and looks at the three of you and he goes, 
Hey, friend. We're in the bloody nine circles of... So while he's distracted, mm -hmm. Mercer moves around and is like... Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, he, he's he's <laughs> kind of like poking it. Like, I mean, he's getting into it while he's distracted. Uh, <laughs> hang on. Okay. Are you trying to be sneaky about it or just looking at it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be sneaky about it. Uh, yeah, 15. <laughs> I think he's pretty sneaky, don't you? Right as Mercer gets to looking at it and stuff, Bolo's looking this way while you're over here, and as soon as you go to touch it, don't touch it. Ha, busted. All he right, just right. puts his hands behind his back and gets real close to it. I'm not touching it. Oh, Lord. Anyway, <laughs> what, what's, what, what are the three? Selka needs you, you to Selka needs you to leave, friend. Yeah. So, I've heard it a couple of times. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it, I was no, here first. Actually, it does mean something. You have to leave. I, just because a bunch of random folks show up two weeks after I started working in here doesn't mean that I have to leave. I was here first. The place was empty, unoccupied. It was a perfect spot for me to do my work. They randomly show up and say, Sorry, you're going to get out of here. Zavak, <laughs> <laughs> nobody laughs at that. Except for me, I'm laughing at that. <laughs> they can well, go toss it up their tailpipes for all I care. Oh my, that's quite a that's quite a visual there. Besides, I'm almost done with these, and I have to have some place to test them out. What's he testing? It's a flying apparatus. We we can oh, if he so finishes it real quick, we can easily test it. I mean, we're on side of a mountain; he can easily drop jump off. I mean, That's a great idea. Let's help him finish it. That was a little <laughs> subtle alignment shift towards the back, perhaps. <laughs> Alright, so this is where it's come to one of those big decision moments that you guys make once per book. You guys need to decide who you're going to help. Either the dwarf with the apparatus and the wings, or the priestess with progressing forward, proceeding forward with the, uh, Who's ceremony. Otter? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Who was actually here first? Do we, is there an actual the, way the to find out? The dwarf was in fact here first. Okay, so, yeah, we're gonna help him. He's here first. first you guys role play it out. I don't, I don't care how All right. Well, yeah, you were here first. That's a pretty cool flying apparatus. Esther, not just saying, come on, that's pretty cool, man. We, get, we should, like, you know. Celine's just kind of like, whatever. And if you want to go a step further, you can actually give me a wisdom insight check okay. on whether or not he's actually telling the truth. Uh, insight or wisdom? Wisdom is insight. Yeah, I remember it. Well, Zabak got a 19, so she's. You can tell he is completely telling the truth. He was there first. He feels like he has first dibs on the temple. Um, I'm going to take it a step further. He doesn't know anything about people disappearing or ascending or anything. He care less about any of that. 
Right, well, you know, I'm a pretty good judge of character, so I'm going to believe you. Let's help him finish his playing apparatus, eh? Now, it looks like Mercer's already assisting as is, so... The, the dwarf cool. looks back at the table and goes, Well, I'm not... He's ordered this, this... He's pretty clever with his hands. Th- this blue little fellow has already shown him... Don't mention the blue! However... I'm not sure what the three of you are going to be able to do. If you could convince what's her name to just stay off my back long enough. How long is it going to take you? Uh, it depends. How much longer am I going to stand here talking to you? I don't know. Just After convince her to get her people on with the ceremony. I'll finish up with his help. will be done in no time. By nightfall, perhaps. Oh, way before that. All right. In the next three hours? What do you think? And he looks over at you. Two. Two? Two hours. Alright, I'll go talk to Silka. Alright, so Mercer's obviously helping the dwarf, Bolo. Esther is more interested in playing with the flying apparatus, so she's gonna, like, hang out and watch them and kind of sometimes excitedly, like, bounce on He's okay with that, but he makes it vividly clear to Esther. Don't touch. Don't touch. Don't get in the way. And she's like doing a good job of staying out of the way, and she's really glad that they're short so she can see right over them and see what they're doing. Yeah. Which is weird because a dwarf is shorter than most humanoids, yet is still considered a medium sized character. Okay. What is. Celine and Zabak doing. Well, Zabak is uh, gonna go talk to Selka and you know smooth things over. Celine will assist. Thank you. With talking to Selka. Yes. All right. So by now, <coughs> by now, Selka is now out here as. People are making their way out here. Okay, there we go. Back pretty much in business. Never had gnats in our house. But the second we bring fruit into the house, BAM! It's like, it's, it's when it's where do they come from? How do they know? How do they know? I don't know, but they're annoying. Alright, so she is out here with all of them as they're on the balcony. They've all got their offerings with them. Uh, Celine and Zabak uh-huh. went to talk to her. Alright, so she she leans over to everybody in the in the outer room. Where the balcony's at, and she says, right, "We'll get ex- we'll we'll be getting started in just a few minutes. Just give me a moment, and we'll get this whole thing up and running." And she comes back around. She goes, so, "Yes, yes. What? Yeah, did he agree that to leave?" Finger raise thing and the meet the eye thing to get her attention. Well, he's almost finished. With our, with Mercer's help, he can be done in the next two hours. So can your ceremony two wait or first? Yes, it's all. So he pipes up. It was three. Yes, but with Mercer's help, he's going to be done in like two hours. Can you proceed with the ceremony, or can it wait? Are you telling me we have to do this ceremony listening to his hammering? 
Well, can you wait two hours? No, or is it time sensitive? Alright, well. Uh, Alright, fine. We're just gonna. Here, you know what? I'll try to shut this door and right, hopefully right. it doesn't. Shut the door. We can put a bunch of blankets and pillows and stuff to help muffle the noise. How does that sound? No, don't worry about that. We'll just shut the door and I'll tell everybody to do their best to try to stay focused here. Alright, and I'll go tell them try to be quiet. Okay, so while that's going on... So she goes back, goes back and says, guys, try to be as quiet as you can. I need Mercer to roll three assist rolls in attempting to sit, assist Volo. 18, 17, 16. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Well, that's oh, some uh, pretty good rolls, my guy. So we'll say that one's the first one. That was a 17. That was a 12. That was a 12. So, with your assistance, you guys actually get it done in less than an hour. You're working all these wrenches and stuff on the gears. You're hammering down the nails. You're holding pieces in place. And you've assembled this vest, a very heavy leather vest that he fits on. Buttons up, puts the belt and everything back over, throws and slings. You're still seeing this big, heavy wrench that he's got on his back. And as a side note, I'm not going to make you roll for it because you're an artificer. You'd know this right off the bat. Mm -hmm. You're actually seeing the wrench once or twice, and you're seeing small little bits of what looks like carved infusions. So right off the bat, you can tell that must be his arcane focus. And we're talking three-foot-long wrench. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> well, I mean, you've seen him in hardware stores before. He gets this thing put on, and he says, all right, stand back, stand back. <clears throat> Has it out, runs all the little wires and stuff down to his hands, and flicks his wrists, and you see the wings just go, Phew. flicks them again, and then, goes, well, there's the first test. They work fine. I can move perfect. Oh, I'm excited. Mercer pulls out a little notebook. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, okay, got my notes. Mercer's going to attempt to replicate. Nice. That's what I figured, taking all the notes. Alright, so in that last hour, <clears throat> you guys are back here trying to get below fixed up, finished, and everything. Everybody can give me a perception check. I don't want to. Mercer sees nothing. Freaking Celine a. sees nothing. Neither um, broke a 10. Esther. Inside investigation. Well, that's going to be a 9 for Esther and a 10 for Zabak. Okay. Um, I, I heard his. I... Sorry, I was reading something. Uh, so, tell me yours again. Ten and uh, nine. Ten and nine? What did Mercer and Selena... I didn't even get that. It was like a... Four and a nine. Nine? Okay. Yeah, neither broke ten. <clears throat> so Bolo's working on his wings and everything. You guys are just kind of watching and all sort of surprised and happy at the same time. And uh, 
you hear what sounds like Selka going, just calm down, just relax. It's nothing, nothing's going to happen. Don't worry about it. And then you hear some just shrilling, horrified scream. And that's when you guys turn around and look at the door from where the balcony's at. And this fog is starting to form in the hallway a little bit. As the door swings open. And you see one person come running out going, It's back! It's back! Run! Well, that's not passing the vibe check, says Esther. And she hefts her, she prepares her weight bar. She, you know, gets it gets it out. She's got it in both hands and she's ready, man. Ready! Does anybody in the house like the Swedish fish? My boys do. They have good taste. Well, I tell you that. My (laughs) oldest does. My youngest does not. (laughs) He has good taste. Nope. I'm curious what flavor they're supposed to be. That's just weird. Alright. Swedish fish. So, you said Zabak or Esther? Esther, my dragonborn, Uh prepared, you know, has her, you know, weight bar that she uses as a quarterstaff and um, is just ready. Oh, they're lingonberry! Okay. All right. What does Mercer and Celine do? That's cool. Uh, Mercer, honestly, he's he's so enthralled with the the wing contraption, he's not really paying attention. Celine is like, oh, looks like we got something we need to take care of. Oh, that's cool. They're vegan. Uh, she'll proceed to. Oh man! Now I don't like that. Swedish fish anymore. Yeah. That's well, no. Go the other way. To see to see where all the people are yelling for, or like where they were yelling from, back up here. Right? Oh, sorry, yeah, and look out and see what's going on. Oh, so she turns that's right to here, and as the doorway's open. There's fog forming up, and she sees just the last minute as Selka's trying to get people to calm down, and the fog gets so heavy that Selka now is enveloped in the oh, fog. Oh crap! The back so it's forward thick and save. heavy fog. Esther grabs a torch, rested. she's got her weight bar in one hand resting over her shoulder and a torch in the other hand, like, follow me, everybody, it's gonna be okay. Nobody panic. We're like heroes or whatever. <laughs> All right, so who's going out first? Celine will go out with Zabak. All right, so out to here? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Esther's gonna uh, follow Zabak. And Celine will yell at Mercer, um, "You're probably gonna need need that. You're gonna need be needed. Get your butt over here." And he's like, "Mercer, get, get your blue ass over here. here. Go ahead, lad. I'll just follow with you." And then he takes off. Mercer, you angry little blueberry with legs, get over here. I kick you in your shell. Knock it off. You all get into here, and people are trying to get out. So we've got people rushing past you and everything, trying to get away. 
And when you guys get out there, you see these big, are they large? Uh, yes, they are large. You see these large clusters of cloud that seem to have taken a shape oh. and have some sort of form to where they've got a head, two arms, and two legs, and just blank androgynous looking faces, and they are grabbing people. Oh, shit, man. And the people are disappearing into the clouds. Oh, well, that's not good, man. Initiative. Oh, um, Esther would like to take an attack of opportunity. Had you guys made the rolls on your perception oh, checks, man. you would have gotten them. Well, we're going dead last. 14 10. My Red Bull's kicking in. Here comes the man. Alright. These guys. Did uh, Celine get ten? Mercer fourteen. Sabak. Sabak got a six. Esther got a four. All right. So this is a not bit, great. This is a little bit more mixed up. Surprisingly, not going last this time, but in fact going first is going to be Mercer. Uh, Celine will be going second. These cloud-looking creatures are going to be going third. Zabak is going fourth, and Esther is going to be going last. You guys have one day left on your crystals. Uh, for the time being, Mercer is going to firebolt one of the cloud targets. Alright. Mess him up, dude. With a... Sixteen. That is a hit. For two points of fire damage. stupid so she's gonna surmise that she's not gonna be able to hit those guys with a crossbow no but she has other weapons true she's All gonna, right, that's it. She's gonna so focus on evacuating people um Celine. uh she is going to cast discerning whispers on the one that mercer just hit Ooh, it needs to make a wisdom saving throw please Sixteen. No. Thanks, so thanks to the crystals. So what happens? So it uh, takes three d six psychic damage. Okay. And it uh, has to move away. Uh, 
It has to use this reaction to move away. Um, what What's the condition that causes it to have to move away? It's the spell itself. Yeah. So it's they, not like they hear scary voices and they want to get away. Scared or anything? It's not frightened. No, they're they're so momentarily freaked out. So you whisper a disordered melody that only one creature of your choice can hear within range. And of course, this this thing is racked with terrible pain. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a fail save, it takes three d six psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from you. The creature does not move into obviously dangerous ground, such as uh, fire or pit. Um, uh, successful save throw takes half its damage and doesn't have to move. So it has to use its reaction to flee. Okay. Yeah. For an amazing six points of damage. That's an awful roll. Alright, so when she sees the magic of her effect hit this thing, the damage looks like it should have hurt it more than it did. It's resistant to psychic damage? Yep. Dang. But it does have to go, oh, bye bye. And it just. Uh, part of its reaction. No, that is its reaction. Well, no, if it's granted a reaction, it's allowed to add this to its reaction. Oh. Yep. As he goes to react, as your spell hits it and it goes to react, it grabs this guy and takes off. And he just disappears into the clouds. Got it. Oh, I guess that's one less to go. Uh, this guy's turn. He moves up to right here. Attempts to take out Celine after what he just saw her do. He gets two attacks on her. Probably going to hit. You mean a 12? Yeah, 14. Yeah, you hit. The second one she doesn't have her major armor up yet. Is a 16. Both hit. Alright. Oh shoot. Oh shoot, I should have used my reaction. <laughs> well that was a, a waste of time. <laughs> Uh, she takes eight points bludgeoning damage as this big hulking cloud hand just kind of goes okay oh well son of a gun Uh, he was supposed to have advantage on that saving throw whoops oh well So that was its turn. Um, Next, it is Zabak's turn. Okay. She's just gonna wallop him with her battle axe, two-handed. It's gonna be a. That's definitely a hit. Cool. 
Eight. Eight. Mm-hmm. You swing. You. She goes to swing into this thing, mm-hmm. and it just. Nothing happened. All right, well, I knew that was going to happen. Right. Well, I knew that was going to happen. At least I've got his attention now. Use your spear. No, you need to get his attention. Right, well. Yeah, wait, That's English, but whatever. Okay. Okay, well, to the back. Magical creature requires magical weapon. Wait! Isn't my battle axe? No. Nope. Oh, okay. Well, the spear you have is magical. Oh, that's right. Okay. Anyway, well, that's it. Esther's turn. Esther. Oh, time to go boom. She's gonna cast magic missile at level two. So four missiles. Uh huh. Okay. Three, four, five, eight, nine, twelve. Four bolts slam into it. Yeah, he didn't like that at all. That he took the full effect of that. Come on, dude, you can't be stealing people. It's like not cool. And I misread this. That says damage immunities, so the psychic damage shouldn't affect it that other guy either. I'll touch it. Oh, that was a DM mistake. Oh well. He's already dead. Haha. And you set off two wild magic searches. I sure do. <clears throat> so, first off is Esther's. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Esther immediately. One, one, two, three, four. Esther immediately becomes frightened of Celine. You're too close, man! And she, like, runs Until away. Until the end of her next turn. Is she gonna try to get away from Celine? Well, that, that's on that's on you. I mean, I can tell you what the frightened state is here in a minute, but... Yeah, she be immediately becomes frightened of Celine for the next... Or until the end of her next turn. And then Mercer's uh, crystal goes off. Do-do-do-do. Mercer cannot speak for the next minute. Whenever he does, pink bubbles float out of his mouth. <laughs> That's not good. So any verbal spells that you have are ineffective. All of the above. That's not good. And... Oh, wait, no. I can't cast Catapult. It's semantic only. Well, it's Mercer's turn. Uh... Is there, like, can he, like, shift to the side? Or, well, this thing's tall, isn't it? Or it's this large. Tall. Okay, yeah, he can still hit it. Yeah, absolutely. And, yes, you could shift over. So you have two spaces here on his right, and at least four more spaces on the left, plus the spaces out here on the balcony itself. All right. He, uh, grabs a vial of acid. Mm-hmm. Catapults it. Catapult. All right. Wisdom saving throw, please. And that is considered magical, correct? Yes, it is. So he will have advantage on it. Yep. Oh, dice, you're failing me. A whole whopping six. At advantage. Because this guy has a minus two on wisdom. 
20 points. He did. He had exactly 20 hit points left. <laughs> and the acid looked like it, it was really effective, too. Like, just... And you see his whole body just burst. You see lots of bubbles come out of Mercer's mouth. <laughs> but he did cast a first level spell, so that set off two more wild magic searches. Yep. So, we've got... Mercer's... The uh, an eye appears on your forehead for the next minute. During that time, you have advantage on wisdom saving or wisdom perception checks that rely on sight. Your mind's eye has once again been opened. Yes. And then Celine's turn. Or Celine. Esther's crystal. <laughs> Esther's gonna love this. Esther changes from a medium to a large creature. Okay. Increase by one size for the next minute. Oh great! So she's oh. She's so a, she's gonna bust out of your clothes and then. No 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 no! The magic from the crystal affects everything. Oh. Worn and carried. Okay. All transitions as if. To be used by a large creature. So for the next minute, you are a large creature. Bruh, I'm a god! Bubble, 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 bubble. As you see Mercer trying to talk. I like your funny words, magic man. And the dwarf's looking over at Mercer going, an eye in the middle of your forehead, blue skin, and now pink bubbles out of your mouth? What in the world are you? Bubble, 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 bubble. He's going to kick you if you keep talking about his blue skin, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. The fog clears, and you see a fraction of the people that were there before. And Bolo's just kind of looking at everything going, Oh, bloody hell. This is not good. Well, he he, he kind of looks at the re- remaining people. And goes, Lads, if you had rooms or something, we apologize, but we need you to get out of here before something else happens. Please go, and they all just kind of flee, flee, migrate into their rooms. And at that point, Bolo looks at the four of you and goes, "All right." What just happened? Bubble, 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 bubble. Okay, so anybody other than this guy, because he clearly right. can't talk right now. Oh, gosh. Well, you see, what happened was, and Zabak relates the whole story. With the astral shard and the compass and everything. Uh-huh. You might want to sit down. It's going to be a bit, it's a bit of a story. Well... Which way is your compass pointing right now? And she points in the direction. <sighs> so we have to climb the spur. The upper portion of the giant spur. Mercer shakes his head up and down. While it's also bubble bubble. I didn't want to cause anybody trouble. I wasn't expecting anybody to get kidnapped. I just wanted to get my work done. 
And now you're telling me we got to climb up a spur at the chance of trying to find some thing for your compass. Perfect, I'm ready to use these wings out. Let's get going. I'm just going to come right along with you then. Bubble, 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 bubble. And he immediately races oh back God. over here and you start hearing just stuff get stuffed into bags and tools and all this other crap. It's been a minute, hasn't it? Yeah. Minutes gone by. The pink bubbles <sighs> go away. Uh, Esther shrinks back down to her seven foot tall, medium oh, size. Oh man, I'm not a god. You were never a god. You're a scaly lizard. Hey man, I resent that. I'm a dragonborn. It's different. Daddy. Same thing. Down. As Bolo is packing his stuff up, you kind of hear his voice echoing a little bit, and he goes, "Well, lads, I can tell you this much." I know the upper spur is going to be cold, so if you have any winter gear, get it on now. If you don't, search the rooms around here. I'm sure they've got some stuff somewhere. I go search the rooms. Okay, so you have three empty rooms that aren't occupied that a lot that you guys can make investigation checks in to see if you find anything. Let's see. Babe, are your characters going to follow soon? Yep. Mercer, Celine. Sorry, what am I rolling? Investigation. You've got three rooms to make mm. investigation checks on. Twelve. And five in the first room. Does a twelve get anything? Twelve. In right, the hold, on, hold on, hold on. One room at a time here. So we're just going to say, for the sake of argument, you guys come into this room first. What did Mercer and Celine get? 12 and 5. 12 and 5. Who got the 12? Mercer. Um, what did Zabak and Esther get? Zabak got like a 2, Esther got a 12. Okay. So Mercer and... My brain has such a terrible memory. Who got the 12? Esther. Esther. So Mercer and Esther both find three sets of winter gear in this room. Um, so we need one more set. Yeah, or at least something that uh, that Zabak would be able to wear, because you guys can tell based off how this stuff is sewn together, there's no way she'd be able to put it on. Okay, well, to the next room then. See if I can find. Uh, Mercer would have got a uh, twenty-two. Okay. What did Swing get? A six. Again, is it back in Esther? Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh. Zabak got a twelve. Esther got a five. Okay. So Zabak finds a heavy cloak. Oh, cool. That should be able to wear. Mercer finds some weird looking bladed weapon that's about a foot and a half taller than he is sitting in a half opened crate that's sitting in the corner. What's that? Detect magic. Just a second here. Nope, not on those pages. This far. Find a thingamajig. 
figure out what page it was on. Ah, here it is. You do pick up on magic. Um, okay. The weapon's grip is wrapped in fine leather adorned with small sapphire beads. Delicate image of the Ormond's, oarsman's visage and his unstoppable ship are burned into the wood grain. A polished steel blade seemingly surrounds the end of what would appear to be an oar, sparkling blue in the moonlight. Um, this is treated as a plus one great axe when used to make an attack, and when it does, water splashes out of it, covering any opponents in a frigid brine. If anybody wields it while they're at least halfway submerged in water, they deal an extra D8 cold damage when striking an enemy. And the reason why I say it looks bigger than Mercer when he found it is because you can tell it's designed for a medium-sized character. Mm -hmm. Well. called the bladed oar. It looks like an oar, but the flat part of the oar has two blades coming off of it. Interesting. Well, not really. Let's see. are you doing? Can you? Did you catch anything I just said? No. Well, her character didn't find it anyway, so she wouldn't be paying attention. I got you back on this one. <laughs> For once. For once. <laughs> uh, great X. Actually, well, he walks over. And then it does kick the back in the shin. Bam! Oi! I think yeah, this will be better for you. It's a two-handed. Basically, think of it as a great axe. Ooh, how lovely. Well, thank you. It'll do me no good. This is a beautiful piece of equipment right here. This, need, this needs to be your primary. All right, all right. I think, you know, it's so beautiful. I think it has to be. You're right. Okay, so it's that fancy bladed, big bladed at. So just just write the bladed or and uh, for damage the <coughs> D twelve. It's two handed, so you have to use it two handed. And yeah, that's not how you spell that kind of or. <coughs> it's a. Uh... And then your attack will be um, plus one to your normal weapons. Okay. So just like the spear, so, and it'll be plus one for your damage on it. And if you're at least halfway in water, it'll deal 1d8 ice damage, basically, or cold. So you really won't use it a whole lot in regard to... Um, getting the splash effect, but the fact is it just is a D12, and uh, it's magical. You should be rocking that thing. Yeah. 
What do I roll to hit? A tw- D12? A D12. Yeah. D12 is your damage, yeah. <coughs> the slightly smaller dice that looks a little bit like a D20, but has less sides on it. So, with my extra stuff, it'd be a D12 plus four. What's your strength modifier? Four. Oh. So it'd be plus five. Plus five. Okay. So as you, you guys end up finding that stuff, are you going to bother trying to search the third room? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's go. So it. give me investigation checks on the third room. 16 for Mercer and 3 for Selene. Okay, so the 16 will find something. Zabak got a 16. Esther got a 14. Okay, the 16 and the 14 find it too. You guys find two more things of rope. Oh, nice. A climber's kit. Ooh. Another explorer's kit. And um, four trail rations. Zabat would like the explorer's kit. You can have it. Cool. Mercer throws the rope. The two things of rope and the four trail rations in his bag. Works for me. And the other, what was the other kit? Explorer's kit and what? Climber's kit. Climber's oh, and the climber's kit. kit. What? And we're going to need a climber's kit, so. Unless you want to lug it. No, you, you go ahead. You got the bag of holding, man. You go for it. Alright. So at this point. Now, given that it is late at night, um, Bolo looks at the four of you and says, Well, it's up to you, lads and lasses. You'd either sleep in for this evening while we're here in the temple and get first thing in the morning or head out tonight. Sleep. Yeah. We need, to, we need to rest. Head out. It's, yeah. All right. Um, let me see something here really, really quick. As I go looking for this card. He uh, he wanders off down into one of the lower rooms below the main level. Comes back up and he has this almost looks like a concierge service sort of thing. It's some old ceramic plate with a lid on it. Comes back in and he goes, well, I did find this. I don't know how good it is, but sure we can make it work. You just find uh, dried fruit, uh, some bread that's been preserved, so it's crunchy, but still fresh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then uh, some weird sort of mix. It's like a cold soup, but it's thick like oatmeal. Is it borscht? I have no idea what that is, so I can't say yes or no to that. Uh, so it's just like a, a slop sort of stuff. So dry yeah. fruit, dry crunchy, but still fresh bread. Almost like, um, what's that bread called that doesn't have yeast in it? Um, like pita? Kind of. Or it's a certain word I was looking for. Anyway, unleavened? Leavened. Yeah. Leavened bread. Unleavened is what you're Unleavened saying. bread. Okay. And then this just weird slop stuff in a bowl. And he's got these little ceramic bowls and spoons. And he goes, it's not the best stuff in the world, but 
It'll fill you up. Hands everybody a bowl, fills it with a ladle. Just dig in, and he starts eating. Assuming you guys aren't doing anything else, you guys get to eat, you go to sleep, you get up the next morning, and at daybreak, I assume you head out. Yep. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.